you're listening to the My Happy Mind Conversations podcast, where we talk all about how you can build your child's resilience, self-esteem, and happiness. I'm your host, Laura Earnshaw, the founder of My Happy Mind, and I am totally dedicated to helping you become the best parent or carer that you can be. We're proudly impacting over half a million children now in our programs in schools, nurseries, and homes. And today, I'm going to be sharing some of those tips with you. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the My Happy Mind Conversations podcast. Today's episode is pretty special because I am giving you a little look inside some of the coaching conversations that I have a lot with the parents in our My Happy Mind for Families program. And this conversation revolves around a disease called comparisonitis. Have you got it? Have you heard of it? I'm telling you, many parents do. Comparisonitis is a disease of our thoughts that causes us to compare ourselves to other people or to compare those around us with other people. Maybe you compare your husband or your partner. Maybe you compare your parents. Or maybe, like many of us, you compare your children to other children. Whatever form this might take for you, here's the one thing I can tell you for sure. Comparisonitis is not helpful and it's not helping you. So if you suffer from comparisonitis, so if you suffer from comparisonitis, I want to help you today to identify that and to start to overcome it. So why as parents do we suffer from comparisonitis? Where does it come from? Well, think about those early days of being a parent. Like I'm talking going right back to when you first had your little one. What did you do? Did you join an antenatal group? Did you join some kind of mums and babies group at your local Costa or your local library, like most of us had some kind of baby community, right? Right from the beginning. And what kind of conversations did you have in those communities? You probably spoke about how many hours they slept at night. How many times did they wake up in the night? Are you bottle feeding or breastfeeding? When are you going to start weaning? Which vegetables did you try? What, they've started crawling yet? Hasn't yours? When are you going to leave them for the first night? oh, you've already had a babysitter. (laughs) You hear what I'm saying here, right? We start off from a very young age when our babies are really young, comparing ourselves to other mums and other babies. And the reason we do that is that we are thrown into this wonderful, of course, but oh so intense situation of motherhood or parenthood. And all of a sudden we are spending a lot of time with other mums who are in the exact same situation as us with babies who are a very similar age. And we start to compare. And we start to compare because one, it's a topic of conversation that we all have in common. And two, because often when we're new mums, we're trying to figure it out, right? We're trying to figure out what's right, what's wrong, what's normal, if there is such a thing as normal. And so we get into conversations that cause us to compare. And sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it. So if somebody says to you, oh, how many times does your baby wake up in the night? And you say, oh, normally two to three. And they say, oh, mine sleeps through. First comparison. Now, you can either grip that thought and not let it go anywhere. 
Or if you're like most sleep-deprived parents, it sits somewhere in your subconscious and comparisonitis starts to spread. Because what can happen when we don't catch those thoughts and, and chuck them out before they take hold in our brains is that we start to compare ourselves and compare our children to others. And we make a judgment about ourselves on the back of that. And that's the key point is that we are comparing ourselves and then we're making a judgment and giving that thought or that comparison a meaning. And that's when it becomes really, really dangerous because what we start to do is we start to make a judgment about ourselves and about our child based on somebody else's progress or somebody else's how many, you know, naps in a day or somebody else's variety of vegetables that they're they're weaning their kid on. And this can kind of sit with us and it can grow and it sticks around, right? So it sticks around as they become um, in those toddler years and you'll start talking about, you know, their first words or how soon they walked or can they catch a ball yet or do they cry when they go to nursery or can they write their name yet? And it goes on and on and on. And, you know, some of the parents that I coach have got teenagers and they're still doing it because it's just become this habit. It's become this habit of our thoughts to compare. But most of the time, comparisonitis does not make us feel good about ourselves or about our children. In fact, what it can do is it can stop us from taking action because we become so consumed with what everybody else is doing and where other people are up to and what other parents are doing and what the children are doing that it makes us feel so crap about ourselves that we don't take any action. Let's take Instagram as a good example. And again, I talk about this in My Happy Mind, which is my book coming out towards the end of the year. I talk about how when we look at maybe a mummy blogger that we follow on Instagram, her hair always looks perfect. And I talk about the fact that that's because she's done it for Instagram. It didn't look like that when she woke up. Or we talk about the fact that her house always looks so tidy. What, you don't think that all of the toys have just been kicked across the room so they're out of the shop for Instagram? Or we talk about the fact that she always seems so together. She always seems so strong. Like even in lockdown, all her photos, she just looks so relaxed and so happy. I'm telling you this, she ugly cries too. So the point is, is that social media, whilst I love it and I'm very active on it, it can make comparisonitis worse because we can end up looking at people through this lens of social media, which often has all of the crap filtered out. And so you're seeing a view of someone that is only realistic at that point in time. It doesn't reflect their entire existence. It certainly doesn't reflect their entire motherhood story or parenting story. And so it is super important if you have ever compared yourself to another mum or you've compared your child to another child to start to learn to manage those moments differently. Now, if you are among the few people who can honestly say, I never compare myself to another mum, and I never compare my children to other children. I just want to take a moment to say congratulations, because I think you are in the massive minority. 99% of the parents that I coach in our programs tell me that they have absolutely suffered with comparisonitis at some point in time. And I'm here to say, despite me being an expert in all of the science behind this, I have too. And I still do at points, right? I still have those moments where I start comparing myself to others and it's crippling. It's really, really crippling and it takes us away from positive action and it keeps us in negative inaction. And so one of the things that can happen when we compare is that we can start to think that we can never achieve 
what that other person has achieved. Or, you know, my mum bun will never look as stylish as hers. Or me and my husband will never look that happy. Or my kid's never going to be that confident. And the thing about comparisonitis that makes it most toxic is this thing that it stops you from taking action and it stops you from staying in your own lane. It's distracting because actually the only thing that matters when it comes to your parenting and you supporting your child and you growing into the amazing mum that you already are is you focusing on you and your progress. Comparisonitis is going to distract you from that and it's going to stop you from making progress. But particularly when it comes to building your child's self-esteem, your child's confidence, your child's resilience, the only thing that matters is their progress. The only thing that matters for you as a mum who's trying to improve their parenting or maybe start a business or do start a new hobby or do something new, the only thing that matters for you and your story is you and your story. The only thing that matters for your child's ability to grow and develop is their story. But comparisonitis will constantly and consistently take us away from that. It will pull us away from that focused action and take us down a really deep, dark rabbit hole that will not help you. So here's some things you can do if you find yourself in comparisonitis. The first thing is you have to start to recognize it. You have to start to catch the thought. And if you've listened to the episode before this, episode nine on imposter syndrome, I talk about this as well. Comparisonitis is a disease of our thoughts. So much of the negative things that we think can only be reversed if we can catch those thoughts, if we can identify them, if we can notice them. If we can't do that, if we can't bring those thoughts into our consciousness, then we can't change them. So the first step is absolutely noticing those negative thoughts, noticing when you say, when you're scrolling through Instagram or Facebook, oh my goodness, that child is so confident or that mum looks so together or whatever it might be. So notice the thought and then literally have a conversation with yourself that says, this is just a thought and it's not a helpful thought. And then start to reframe it for yourself. So saying things to yourself like, why am I looking at what somebody else's child is doing? Because that has nothing to do with my child. Or why do I care what this other mum looks like on Instagram? Because that has nothing to do with how I look on Instagram. And it has nothing to do with my ability to change what I want to do. You know, if you're thinking about trying to build your child's self-esteem and you're finding yourself thinking, but little Johnny's really confident. Little Johnny never cries at drop off that doesn't help you and your child. It's not going to change the experience that you have in building your child's confidence and self-esteem. So we've got to stop letting these thoughts distract us from what we're trying to impact. So notice it, recognize it, and then reframe it. And then the final step is all about recapping on and focusing on your progress, your action, the steps you've taken. So let's use that same example that you're trying to help your child with their self-esteem because when you drop them off at school, they always have separation anxiety. Okay, so the first thing you're going to do is you're going to notice the thought of watching little Johnny not having that. You're going to catch that thought and you're going to say that thought is not helping my child. Then you're going to reframe that thought and you're going to say what little Johnny does has no bearing now, nor will it in the future on what my child does. Little Johnny's lack of separation anxiety 
doesn't help, hinder or have any bearing on my child's separation anxiety. So I'm going to ignore it. And then you're going to notice your action and your progress. So you're going to say to yourself, what have I done today to try and ease this issue, to try and support him through this issue? Maybe you've had a different type of conversation at drop off. Or maybe you have said that if you can get through this week and you can be really brave, then we're going to go to the park on Friday. What action have you taken to support your child in getting through that situation? What successes have you had? Because by turning your thoughts and your attention to the action you're going to take or the action you have already taken and the successes you've had, you're starting to remove this sense of comparing to others because the only thing that matters as it relates to your progress or your child's progress in anything is the action that you're taking, the progress that you're making and the successes that you're celebrating. So when we find ourselves comparing, again, whether it's comparing ourselves, comparing our partners, comparing our children, you've got to go through these three steps. Notice the comparison. Catch the thoughts before they take hold. Reframe it. Remind yourself it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. It has no bearing on my likelihood of success. And then finally, recap on your actions and your successes because I want you to turn your thoughts away from external things, away from external comparison, inwardly to your action and to your focus. And if you can just keep taking yourself through those three steps, recognize it, reframe it, recap, then you can start to move away from this constant comparisonitis. Because I have seen so many of the parents that I coach and teach come into our programs with a really nasty dose of comparisonitis and within weeks move through it and start to get so focused on their own child or on their own development as a parent and move away from all of these negative influences and negative thoughts that are stopping them from taking action. And it is so empowering. It's so empowering to be able to genuinely say, I don't care what other people are doing. I don't care what other children are doing. I don't care what other parents are doing. I just care that I'm taking action and that my child is taking action. And this kind of flip in our thoughts from being outwardly focused on comparison to being inwardly focused on action is just so powerful. So once again, if you're one of the tiny proportion of the population that don't suffer from comparisonitis, I'm here to tell you congratulations. Let us know your secret. But if like most of us, you have at times either been guilty of comparing yourself to others or comparing your children to others, or you're in the thick of it right now, give those strategies a try and you're going to see a huge impact. I would love to hear your comparisonitis stories. So definitely let me know. And I look forward to speaking to you again really soon. Take care. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the My Happy Mind Conversations podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review and a comment below. And I'll be back next week with more science-backed secrets to building happy and resilient children. Don't forget, you can come and follow me at My Happy Mind on Facebook and Instagram. Take care.